Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with both of my co-hosts tonight, Dalton Miller, Cole Patterson. We are the Talking the Star podcast on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, we're we're, we're going to stop looking towards the draft. We're going to stop talking about Team Tank. We're going to talk a little bit about how this Dallas Cowboys football team might actually have a chance to host a playoff game in in about two months, which sounds silly to say, but I mean, this division is so bad and the way the schedule is set up that there is a realistic chance that this team has a shot at winning the division if they can win two, maybe even three more games. And we think that there's a chance that they have a chance to do that. So we're going to talk about it. But before we do, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, it's finals week for me, so a lot of stress. But um, here's hoping the Cowboys provide me a little bit of ho- happiness, um, which hasn't been the case for much of this season. Well, you'll be happy with finals being over, though, too, right? So yeah. I mean, that, that's another thing to be happy about. Yeah, I'll but, be relieved. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's your last final on Friday, or how does uh, it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, it's all online now, so it's kind of yeah. That's different. right, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good. Other than that, I'm just kind of chilling. There you go. Dalton's Got that chilling. Cowboy Stadium in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, Stock that's photo what, background. That is yeah. that is legitimately what the the game is going to look like. Not this coming up week because they play in Minnesota, but I'm sure Jerry's going to have that house <laughs> packed full of. St- everybody, everybody else, else is going every, back. Yeah, and everybody else is just it. yeah. No one allowed, and Jerry's going to be like, let's up it a little bit. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. For sure. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> so let's uh let's take a look at this, guys. Cowboys are last in the NFC East at two and seven, but they are only <laughs> they are only a game back <laughs> of being in first place. They could oh. win this week and go from worst to first. How did it all go so wrong? <laughs> what happened to this division? Look, look technically. It, it could just be going right, though. I mean, like one get one more win, and we're back in first. <laughs> That's yeah. not right, though. You, you shouldn't <laughs> be like that at three and seven. <laughs> I guess they're technically a game and a half back because Philly does have the tie, but still, um, what a disaster! But but we th- all right. Let, let's let's be realistic here. 
Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. So the, the Cowboys have they have two months of this regular season left. They have the Vikings coming up this week. They have the Washington football team coming up the next week. The Baltimore Ravens coming up the next week. The Cincinnati Bengals coming up the week after that. The San Francisco 49ers the week after that. The Philadelphia Eagles the week after that. And the New York Giants the week after that. Realistically, this isn't a good football team, but I feel like when you look at that schedule, you could come away and say that this team could win, could. Again, let me put the emphasis on could because I don't (laughs) think they will, but they could win three more games. Would you guys agree with that? I mean, just based on how bad the other teams are, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Definitely not based on them going out and beating the Ravens or, Mm. you know, I mean, but the Bengals, the Giants, the Eagles, the 49ers even. Like it's not a real impossibility for them to reel off a couple wins. So right. I agree with that. But that speaks to more how bad the right. teams on their schedule are more than anything else. And yeah. I guess... I mean, if they can go out and win both of those divisional games at the end, I think it's going to be a toss-up. Because yeah. I, like, I, I don't... There, we're all going to trade wins in the division. It, it all really comes down to how the Cowboys perform then. Do you think they win? So they have the Eagles and the Giants to close out the season. Mm-hmm. Do you think they can win another game or two before those last two games? Yeah, give me the run through the schedule. I mean, they definitely can. They play the Bengals. They play Vikings, the Vikings, Vikings Ravens, the like, Bengals, can... 49ers, Eagles, Giants. Yeah, I mean that's not a great schedule. No, like, it's, that's they they came off easy. It Ooh. just makes me so damn upset that Dak is out for the year. Nine yeah. and seven, baby. We're going nine and seven, dude. They, I mean, they would have legitimately walked away with the division. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a healthy Dak. Wouldn't have yeah. been close. Um, nope. and I and I guess you know again we we went through the Cowboys schedule, but I feel like like you said, Cole, like. We're not saying that the Cowboys are so good that they're going to reel off four or five yeah. wins against them. We're saying they their won't. opponents are so bad <laughs> that there's a chance that they can tweak out a few wins. And when you look yeah. at the rest of the NFC East schedule, they don't have it very easy. The Eagles have the Browns, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the football Jeez. team. I mean, those are four. Yeah. They might win one more game. You know, and that's probably going to be the Cowboys or the 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 uh, football team. It is a brutal schedule. But I mean, like the Browns should beat them, the Seahawks should beat them, the Packers should beat them, the Saints should beat them, the Cardinals should beat them. Yeah, you're looking at a realistic possibility of the Eagles going into the game with the Cowboys have not won another game in a month. Yeah, which is you know, I mean, I mean, really, let's I I guess let's just let's let's skip to the you know. Let's let's stop ignoring the elephant in the room here. Who outside of the Cowboys has the best chance to win this division? I would say the Giants are probably playing the best right now. Um, again, it's probably like the tallest midget. You know, it's not saying that they're <laughs> like a they're a uh, threat to anybody. But I'm also looking at their schedule too, and they have some yeah. difficult games as well. Um, they got the Bengals. Um, I think that the, this game for the Giants is coming up week, or sorry, that's next week. Next week, yeah. They're on bye. Mm. But if they drop that game to the Bengals, they like, might I lose feel like out. That's the deciding game for yeah. them. It's funny they might win one more game, and it's that because then they play Seattle on the road, 
then Arizona at home, then Cleveland, and then Baltimore on the road. Um, so they're, I think they might be playing the best, but that schedule is easy. Um, and we, we have to keep going back to the only reason we're having this discussion is because all the other NFC East teams have so tough bad. schedules yeah. and they're, and they're you know bad. And the Cowboys uh, are a bad team, but they have an easier schedule. <laughs> it's, it's not that we think the Cowboys are the best team in the division. We just mm. think with what's left and how Wait. much... We don't even really want them to be the best no. team in division. They just, no. they just might be, unfortunately. Yeah. Right, and and I'm I'm kind of like my take on the with looking at the draft and stuff. Now is like I wouldn't kill this team for winning a few more games because if you can't find a trade partner, like I don't love my like options that. right now yeah. at three and four. Um, mm-hmm. As far as you know, the prospects go. I mean, again, you start talking about having that third or fourth pick in the second, third, fourth round, that's probably where you're getting more value, um, you know, mm-hmm. than when you would be in round one. But still, like, if if you're sitting at three or four, you have that ability to move around. You have that ability to trade back, pick up more picks, where yeah. you probably don't have that ability at eight or nine. Um, yeah. You probably have more value there if you sit still at, at eight or nine and pick, you know, Patrick Sertan or, or Caleb Farley or – J.C. Horn, I mean, again, you can, we can go through all the options. You know, Michael Parsons. J.C. Horn, brother, I I watched a little bit more of him again, and, man, he has had himself a season. Yeah. That dude, like... Mm-hmm. He's a dog. Right. He's a dog, that, yeah. That's what stands out the most to me when I watch him. It's like, like he does, you know, he's not like this freak athlete. He's not like... You know, he's, he, he's not, yeah, he just competes his tail off. Like, uh-huh. he's going to get flagged a ton. Like, yeah. but he is going to, I mean, he's a dog. We talk about this defense not having dogs, you know, not having the he's guys the who want that. <laughs> yeah, like, he is going, you know, he'll yoke dudes up if, if they're not performing and giving effort. So, like, he's a dude that, like, if they can somehow, I mean, again, is he going to be a top five player or top, probably not even a top ten player? Probably not, but, like perfect trade back candidate per if they end up winning a couple games and you can draft him at 12, 13, 14, I'm probably going to be on board for that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but, um, so let's go through, we went through the Eagles schedule. We went through the giant schedule. Let's look at the Washington football team schedule. Who is tied with the Cowboys at two and seven. They obviously have the tiebreaker advantage with the, the 25 to three win over the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. But, uh, Football team has the Bengals, which should be a competitive game. The Cowboys, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Eagles. So again, we kind of keep going back to it. They have, you know, the Steelers are probably going to be an L for them. The 49ers probably going to be an L, but they could squeak out a victory there. The Seahawks should be an L. The Panthers should be an L. You're going back to that Bengals game, the Cowboys game, and the Eagles game. And and like Dalton, you said earlier, it's kind of going to be who who wins these division games is going to yeah. who's going to win the division. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I don't, I just have no clue how it's going to go down. Like I I can't even begin to wonder because like any of these teams can be the best team given the day. 
Um, obviously, we don't think that Daniel Jones is a good quarterback, but guess what? Carson Wentz is playing as bad or if not worse than Daniel Jones. And guess yeah. what? The Dallas Cowboys are running out there with Andy Dalton coming off of COVID and a concussion or <laughs> yeah. Garrett Gilbert as his backup. Like, this is the dark times in the NFC East. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know what's going to happen because I think that any of these teams can lose to anybody. Yeah. And that's I, it's not even like, it. yeah. Exactly. It's not even like, you know, go off and, oh, any team can beat anyone on <laughs> any given. Like, that's, that's bull. It's, it's like not going to happen. The NFC West. It's just which one <laughs> of these atrocious teams are going to beat the other. That's Pretty all much. this. That's what we're going to have to wait and see. We'll find Thank out. Pretty much that is what it comes down to. But let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the things we, again, do we want the Cowboys to win the division? No. But there is a realistic shot that that can happen. So let's take a break, come back and talk about some of the things that they should do and can do if they we if we want to see them win the division, which again, we don't want to. We want, we want to see them probably not win another game, you know, get a top draft pick and let's you know, build this thing for 2021. But since that possibility is real and that possibility is there, we're going to be positive. We're going to talk about some of the things they can do and should do uh, in order to win the NFC East and host a playoff game. Oh, how does that even sentence come out of my mouth is insane. But we're going to talk about that when we come back after a break. We are talking the star. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. Uh, give us all a follow on Twitter at ConnorNFLDraft, at Dalton B. Miller, and at Cole L. Patterson. I want to give a big shout out to blogging the boys SB Nation and Vox Media for uh, giving us a platform to host the podcast on. Thanks uh, so much to those guys. Make sure you have subscribed to the blogging the boys podcast feed on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, listen on and uh, give us a good rating. Give us a good review. Uh, tons of voices. Tons of different shows. Tons of different opinions. Uh, can't express it enough that I, I feel like. Dallas Cowboys content on pod, podcast form and you uh, subscribe to the Blogging Boys podcast, it's going to be uh, tough to beat content. So make sure you do that uh, and get a ton of different uh, ton of different opinions on the Dallas Cowboys. And we're giving a different opinion than we normally do on the Dallas Cowboys today as we are all positive. 
We're uh, we're bringing the NFC East banner home to AT and T Stadium. That thing is getting hung up in the rafters, and we are going to host a playoff game in a couple couple months here at AT and T Stadium because we are the dominant NFC East champions. <laughs> what do we got to do, guys? Do we got to play Garrett Gilbert? Defense has looked better the last couple weeks. I feel like that's in part do you know you've you've played Carson Wentz and you've played. Ben Roethlisberger, who's been banged up, but the defense has been looking better. The special teams has been giving you a little something. There, there is hope here. What are some things that we can do uh, on either side of the ball to uh, maybe, maybe make this dream a reality? Dalton, I'll start with you. Man, uh, that's a good question. I think continue to play feisty on defense, feisty and smart, because they have at, they've really dumbed down the the defense, um, making things easier, especially in the back half. And so I think playing aggressive from the spots that you're in, uh, but playing smart, it's going to be interesting to see what this secondary looks like now without Trayvon Diggs. Uh, hopefully Cheetah Bay comes back and is, is healthy and good. Um, and so, you know, cause he's trying to get paid too. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, hopefully those guys continue to perform, but you it's really for me more on the offense than it is the defense at this point. How they insane to, is that? They exactly. They need <laughs> to figure something out to get this passing attack going. I don't know what they have to do or how they're going to do it, but they need to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, before we get to Cole, I think. I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like the the most success you've had in that passing game was with Garrett Gilbert um, yeah. two weeks ago, and I, I feel like if, if we're serious about making a run. And again, I know Andy Dalton has played a game and a half, um, or, or two and a half games, I should say, but you know, really struggled against the Cardinals, who doesn't have a great defense. He struggled immensely against uh, the football team, which he then saw, you know had the concussion in that. But I mean, again, like I haven't seen anything from Andy Dalton that makes me think he can do anything productive with this pass, other than the the last few minutes of that Giants game where he did make some good throws, but. Mm. I mean, again, if we're serious about trying to win this division, trying to host a playoff game, I'd throw the old Garrett Gilbert guy up back in there and and, yeah. and wing it. But I mean, even from a you know future team building perspective, I feel like that's the right move. But I saw more from him just being able to move the offense, move the football than I've seen from Andy Dalton. But uh, Cole, do you have any have anything that you think that can uh, add to this team's success on trying to make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, obviously, getting healthy. I know they have some guys banged up. Um, can't afford to lose Zach Martin, obviously. He's already missed a game, missed some time. Um, but, yeah, I would say Garrett Gilbert in a quarterback would be the best move for this team. Um, obviously, he looked really confident against Pittsburgh, who has arguably the best defense in the NFL this season. Um, so if you can do that, uh, surely you can do that against the NFC East, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, the – Schedule sets up for them to get some wins. Um, I don't know if they can stop Dalvin Cook. I don't know if they can beat Minnesota this week. But, I mean, they should be able to get a couple wins between Washington, Cincinnati, Philly, New York, banged up uh, San Francisco team at home. Um, so it's not like like we talked about earlier. It's not like they have a gauntlet or anything like that. It's not like they're playing a challenging schedule. I think it's just the offense getting into a rhythm and the defense at least um, – Give me use some average play. They don't even need to be great, but the offense does need to at least show they have some sign of life and be able. I mean, they have weapons. You got three really good receivers, uh, 
Schultz is playing pretty well. Um, I know Zeke isn't having the best season, but he's still, I mean, he's still Ezekiel. You still have Tony Pollard. You still have some guys on that offensive side of the ball that should be able to get into the end zone. And Garrett Gilbert has been the guy that looks like he's best suited to do that. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is, is if you want to have success on offense, which I agree with both of you guys as far as that's the, the the side of the ball that has to be better if they want to win the NFC East, it's not going to happen. But I think taking Ezekiel Elliott off the field and and, and put it, not not off the field, but off the field more than he has been yeah. and putting Tony Pollard on because you're getting yeah. the explosive runs from Tony Pollard. Um, Pollard does look good. And, and I mean, again, like I'm not saying Pollard's going to come in and just change the, you know, yeah. entire dynamic of the running game. But I think when the running game's struggling, getting those, you know, 20 plus yard runs, whether it's two, three of them a game instead of zero, that's yeah, that's huge. I mean, getting those chunk plays that aren't there to show up, uh, whether it's like I said, just a few times a game is huge. And then, I mean, again, I think that. The most disappointing thing from for, for for me for Ezekiel Elliott this year has just been this, his struggles at receiver when when the ball's thrown mm-hmm. his way, um, bad things tend to happen whether it's drops you know drops that results in interceptions fumbles, mm-hmm. I mean he's just been a atrocious catcher of yeah. the football this year uh, leads the league in drops if I'm not mistaken, um, his EPA uh, his EPA and and success rate as a receiver are one of the worst in the league so it's just Anytime you target him in the passing game, it kills your offense. And Tony Pollard's numbers aren't great in that regard as far as EPA and success rate, but they're a lot better than Zeke's. And I feel like if you are serious about winning this division, getting Tony Pollard more involved in this offense would be a step in the right direction. Do you think that happens? No. <laughs> Absolutely I mean, it's not. just like it's just like with us wanting Jalen Smith to get benched. Like it's right. just yeah. not gonna happen. You just gotta follow the money. Right. Yeah, I mean it's like I said, uh, you know, said it said it from the start. I don't think it does happen, but yeah. I think if this team's serious about I mean, same thing it's same thing with I mean, again, I know it's not quite the same because it's only a one game sample size, but same thing with Andy Dalton and Garrett Gilbert. Andy Dalton makes more money, he's the bigger name. Yeah. He's what, you know, Jerry thinks the fans are more excited about Dalton than Gilbert, so that's who they're going to go with. No matter if Dalton goes out and lays another egg, like it, they're yeah. not going to go back to the guy who actually had success moving the offense. But the other thing that I'll add to, which again, not you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm killing the coaching staff for this, but like the thing that kind of ticked me off a little bit in that Pittsburgh game is there was multiple situations where I felt like the offense should have went forward on fourth down. Uh, two that come out and you know stand out to me that they they punted and then kicked the field goal on. Like, you have nothing to lose at this point. So playing that conservative style of play, especially on fourth down, especially when your offense is struggling and your defense is struggling, you know, if you can't pick up a couple inches, so be it because you're probably going to kick, you know, kick the ball back to the offense and they're going to go down the field and score anyways. So, yeah, I just, you know, if, if it comes down to fourth and one, fourth and inches, and it comes down to punting, you know, kicking a long field goal or, or, or going for it, you know, I'm going for it 100% of the time, especially when you have nothing to lose, um, especially when you your defense really hasn't shown that much of ability to, to stop teams when they need to. Um, though they've been better when Pittsburgh needed to drive the ball down the field and score the go-ahead touchdown, they did it with ease. So it's mm. just don't think playing that conservative style of football is, is the way to, you know, win games against good opponents or bad opponents. So. 
I know we uh we haven't talked a ton um, since the the Pittsburgh game about that game, but we did see a lot of signs of life from the special teams. Um, you know, we're seeing a little bit of signs of life from the defense, but I think the special teams really stepped up uh, in that Pittsburgh game. Do you think that's something that could – we saw it a little bit in that Pittsburgh game, kind of the way that they were in that game was because the special teams did so well. Could you see that that continuing to, to help this football team in these next few games and, and possibly catapult them to a few victories, maybe against some of these better opponents? Um, or do you think they'll kind of drop back down to the normal imbecile special teams unit we're used to? I mean, it's tough for me to really yeah. get a, a good feeling about the Dallas Cowboys special thing, teams yeah. just because of what we've seen over the past couple of seasons. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, anything we get from them is a blessing, in my mm. opinion. Yeah, it's really hard to expect anything good coming from coming from them until they like prove that they can stack good games on top of one another. I mean, they had a good performance against Pittsburgh, but if you told me they laid a really bad egg against Minnesota, I would not be surprised at all. It's that the unit just hasn't earned my trust at all. Yeah, no, I agree. And that, I guess that's the thing to go back to like the, the conservative style of coach, you know, coaching and stuff mm-hmm. that I was talking about. It's like, I just don't get how you can be so aggressive on special teams. Like they showed against Pittsburgh. And then in the same game, punt on fourth and inches and then kick <laughs> a 49 year old, 49-year... Uh, 49-year-old field goal. 49-yard <laughs> field goal against, you know, fourth and inches, too. And it's like... You're you throwing, put on fourth and inches, but throw it across the field Yeah, you're on throwing a 53 yards across the <laughs> yeah. field on a, you know, punt, but you won't just, you know, quarterback sneak it on fourth and two inches. I don't get it, but I don't know. Um, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about two things. Um, the Cowboys did sign Breland Speaks to their practice squad today, which I know, you know, guys who are interested in the draft, people who are interested in the draft are probably a little bit familiar with his, his name. Uh, he was drafted in the second round by the chiefs in 2018. It's been a quick, quick turnaround for him. Um, and then the other one is Deandre Baker. That's been a lot of people have been asking thoughts on Deandre Baker. So I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on Breland speaks and Deandre Baker. I mean, I know speaks is on the practice squad, so there's probably not, but so much you want to talk about there, but, Cole, do you have any opinion on Speaks or uh, DeAndre Baker? Yeah, I see Speaks play a lot in college um, with him being from Ole Miss. But, yeah, I don't know. He's on the practice squad. I'm not sure how big of an addition he's going to be. But, I mean, he was dropped in the second round. That may have been a reach at the time. But, I mean, he has, I mean, it's not like the defensive room has a lot of talent in it right now, especially when you factor in all the injuries. So I see there's no downside to it. See what you got in him. Um, if he brings anything to the table, that's only a bonus. If not, it's really cheap. I mean, you're not really losing anything there. DeAndre Baker, um, I mean, I know a lot of people have opinions on him. I'm not sure. I mean, again, it's kind of like the same thing with the defensive line. There's not a lot of talent in the secondary right now. So if they went out and signed him, I wouldn't be frustrated with that at all. Um, needless to say, I mean, especially Trevon Diggs going down. Former first round pick, former All American from Georgia. You got to see what you, I mean, if you want to see what you have in him, see if he can uh, get things going. I know things didn't really work out in New York, um, even aside from the fact off the field stuff. Um, I want to hate the move. I don't know if I would be pounding the, the table for it, but I think you think it wouldn't be like Cynthia Breland speaks. It wouldn't hurt you at all, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel, too. Uh, listen, like, Breland Speaks, I wasn't a fan of his coming out. So, like, him being on the practice squad, it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but with DeAndre, with DeAndre Baker, like, I'm, I, it's tough for me to explain. I'm okay with it from a football perspective, but, like, morally... Yeah, I sit here and I'm like, man, like, yeah, he's <laughs> off, but like, he's off on a technicality, mm. um, you know, because that lawyer was shady, and you know, I had heard stuff coming out from him that he wasn't a very hard worker, and that you know he didn't work out for the combine at all, and he didn't take well to coaching, and then you have this, which was literally armed robbery. Um, yes. He's yeah, we, we, we like, need we need more of that on the team, though, right? Just, <laughs> we need some dogs. I mean, look, if you're gonna get embarrassed, at least go into the locker room afterwards and try to steal some people's, you know, chains and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, like it, you're gonna get them for nothing, anyways. You might yeah. as well take a chance because at the end of the day, like I still had a second round grade on DeAndre Baker. I didn't love him coming out. But that was that was a bad cornerback class. He ended up being the first corner taken, um, and so you at least give that type of talent another shot. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, it's just with Baker, the career arc is you know his rookie year was atrocious. He was terrible. Oh, it was I bad. mean, it, it was awful. And then his second year, he literally is suspended and released from his team because of armed robbery. So it's like. <laughs> You're, yeah. I mean, when we say taking a flyer, you're pretty much taking a flyer. Like yeah. you're flipping a coin and just hoping that, that one, the legal issues are, you know, absolutely false and won't pop back up. And two, that he can just develop and hopefully it was a confidence. Hopefully the change in scenery would help. But also, like you said, Cole, I mean, like when you're throwing Savion Smith out there, like I'm yeah. willing to, I'm willing to, exactly, yeah, you, you know, he, he can't be any worse. He can't be worse. I've said yeah. that a lot this year and it's <laughs> wrong in a lot of that but and it keeps surprising us yeah so it's like <laughs> i mean and especially i guess if he you guys will probably know the answer to this but so is he still like wait you don't have to claim him obviously so you're just signing him to a one-year deal where if you claim a guy you know you're mm-hmm. taking on the contract yeah but would he just be since he is a released free agent that's a new deal right I yeah, so. I, I believe so because I, I believe. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he he's, was, a, he's yeah. a he's a free agent, so right. yeah, he was just nobody. But I, I don't know what his yeah. yeah, I don't know what his pay scale would be. Right, I don't because I would imagine he would still be on like the rookie undrafted free agent pay scale. Yeah, that's where it's so a little... like you could get him for really almost cheap. actually nothing. Right, yeah. and, and I mean that's I guess that's my thing because it's like. I don't want to sign. I, I wouldn't want to sign DeAndre Baker for the remaining five or six games exactly. or whatever. It is. Yeah. Like if I could get him like on a two-year deal to where it's like, look, you'll come play these last few games, and then next year you'll come into training camp and you'll have the opportunity to compete for a spot because mm-hmm. this cornerback room next year is just. I mean, you're going to be looking at Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, and that's about it. Unless yeah. Cheeto comes back or Jordan Lewis comes back, but mm. you're not going to have much, you know, Reggie Robinson will be around, but obviously they're not giving him much of a look right now. So, I mean, again, like if you could make this into a 
multi-year thing, you know, that's going to be super cheap multi-year, then that's where I'd be like, okay, I'd be interested in seeing, you know, what what's left there. Um, for Speaks, I'm kind of on the same page as you guys. It's like, it's a practice squad move. Maybe, you know, if, if Tyron Crawford doesn't get off the COVID list, he might get a call up and, you know, get an opportunity to play a little bit. But I feel like this is more of a, you know, we'll see what hopefully you strike, you know, strike lightning twice with a David Irving, you know, practice squad guy who they signed from Kansas City years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't think it's a similar style of player, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, try to try to see what you can do there. But, yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people are talking about DeAndre Baker. I know DeAndre Baker is visiting with the Chiefs, um, so he might not be available for long. Uh, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that and keep 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 tabs on that as well. And we're going to get ready for these Vikings. Uh, the Vikings did pull off a win on Monday Night Football uh, on Monday night against the Bears, so they're they're riding pretty high right now. But I don't think that's a good football team. And I think if the Cowboys do want to win the AFC East, uh, it'd be a good idea for them to go out and win a football game on Sunday against a pretty decent team. Yeah. But that's all the time we have for today. We'll be back next week as always to talk more Dallas Cowboys football and hopefully. It's been a while, but hopefully we'll be talking about a Cowboys win. And we'll uh, let's get it. Let's yeah. let's let's get it. I'm going to leave you guys with one question before we go. We're we got a few games left in the division. What record wins the NFC East? <laughs> Three, five, and one is at the top of the division right now, and that's the Eagles, and they have a murderer's row coming up with with games. Uh, five. I think five wins wins the five. division. 5-10-1. Yeah. You think the Eagles win it 5-10-1? That's what I'm calling, yep. Okay. I, I, I think I agree with you, which is just absolutely embarrassing. But yeah. Yes. Quite embarrassing, yes. Atrocious. It is what it is. Yep. Well, let's go. We'll draft in 2020. We'll One. come in at 2020. Well, I guess it is a 2021 draft. <laughs> We'll come in a 2021 raring to go, hopefully with our, our quarterback signed. Yeah. With a stud defender drafted in the top part of the draft. And hopefully we can uh, beat that 5-10-1 NFC East record in 2021. But uh, if not, we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll win it. We'll, we'll win the division this year at 5-11. and 11. <laughs> Because there's a chance that we can and there's a chance yeah. that we will. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about that as the season progresses. We'll be back next week. We are talking the star. 